You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. To the University of Wisconsin-Madison, so that researchers could watch his brain activity while he meditated. The scientist covered the monk's head with a shower cap-like device, an EEG, that had more than 250 tiny wires sticking out of it, each with a sensor that a lab tech attached to his scalp. At the time of the study, the monk had accumulated 62,000 hours of lifetime meditation practice. As a team of scientists, some of them seasoned meditators themselves, watched from a control room, the monk began the meditation protocol the researchers had designed, alternating between one minute of meditating on compassion and a 30-second rest period. He quickly cycled through this pattern four times in a row, cued by a translator. The researchers watched in awe. At almost the exact moment the monk began his meditation, the EEG registered a sudden and massive spike in activity. The scientists assumed that with such a large, quick bump, the monk must have changed positions or otherwise moved. Yet to the observing eye, he remained perfectly still. What was remarkable was not just the consistency of the monk's brain activity, turning off and on repeatedly from activity to rest period, but also the fact that he needed no warm-up period. If you're a meditator or have at least tried to calm your brain, you know that typically it takes some time to quiet the parade of distracting thoughts that marches through your mind. Rinpoche seemed to need no such transition period. Indeed, he seemed to be able to come in and out of a powerful meditative state as easily as flipping a switch. More than 10 years after these initial studies, scans of the 41-year-old monk's brain showed fewer signs of aging than his peers. The researchers said he had the brain of someone 10 years younger. Researchers who scanned Buddhist monk Matthew Ricard's brain subsequently labeled him the world's happiest man after they found the highest level of gamma waves, those associated with attention, memory, learning, and happiness, ever recorded by science. One monk who's off the charts may seem like an anomaly, but Ricard isn't alone. 21 other monks who had their brains scanned during a variety of meditation practices also showed gamma wave levels that spiked higher and lasted longer even during sleep, than non-meditators. Why should we think like monks? If you wanted to know how to dominate the basketball court, you might turn to Michael Jordan. If you wanted to innovate, you might investigate Elon Musk. You might study Beyonce to learn how to perform. If you want to train your mind to find peace, calm, and purpose, monks are the experts. Brother David Steindl Rast, a Benedictine monk who co-founded Gratefulness.org, writes, A layperson who is consciously aiming to be continuously alive in the now is a monk. Monks can withstand temptations, refrain from criticizing, deal with pain and anxiety, quiet the ego, and build lives that brim with purpose and meaning. Why shouldn't we learn from the calmest, happiest, most purposeful people on earth. 
Maybe you're thinking it's easy for monks to be calm, serene, and relaxed. They're hidden away in tranquil settings where they don't have to deal with jobs and romantic partners and, well, rush hour traffic. Maybe you're wondering, how could thinking like a monk help me here in the modern world? First of all, monks weren't born monks. They're people from all sorts of backgrounds who've chosen to transform themselves. Matthew Rickard, the world's happiest man, was a biologist in his former life. Andy Puddicombe, co-founder of the meditation app Headspace, trained to be in the circus. I know monks who are in finance and in rock bands. They grew up in schools, towns, and cities just like you. You don't need to light candles in your home, walk around barefoot, or post photos of yourself doing tree pose on a mountaintop. Becoming a monk is a mindset that anyone can adopt. Like most monks today, I didn't grow up in an ashram. I spent most of my childhood doing unmonk-like things. Until the age of 14, I was an obedient kid. I grew up in North London with my parents and my younger sister. I'm from a middle-class Indian